January 8th, Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, New York City, 8 o'clock in the evening, cold, Buddha, how is it? Cold, but thank you for turning on the heater. Oh, yeah, you're welcome, you're welcome. So, Buddha, you're a guest on today's podcast because there were many inquiries to have a longer conversation with you about where you come from and how you... You found me in a trash last June. Somebody threw me out and I was sitting there waiting. Oh, yes, I found you in the trash, uh, but... Let's talk about your life in India 2,500 years ago. Oh, yes. I was born as a prince. Siddhartha Gotma was my name. So why do they call you Buddha? Oh, there were many Buddhas. Buddha means enlightened one. Okay, so this is not your name. No, I'm just an enlightened one. And there were many Buddhas, thousands of Buddhas, millions of Buddhas. In the past thousands of years, as long as humanity exists, there were always enlightened people. But they were disregarded by society because they were bothering the leaders. The establishment was not happy to listen what Buddha has to say. So how come you, 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 you were successful teaching people? Oh, I didn't want to teach anybody. After six years in the jungle... When I was eating one grain of rice, I was very skinny. I looked like a skeleton with a skin. Why did you leave? Let's start from the beginning. Why did you leave your father's palace, the, the, the king's palace? Your father wanted you to, 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 to become a king, to inherit the power and the kingdom. Yes, my father wanted me, but he kept me in the palaces. We had winter palace and a summer palace, rainy season palace, and I had everything the heart can desire. But one day I was riding my white horse, and my horse jumped over the fence. He was a great jumper, and he went off chasing and running and running into the fields where people were digging something in the dirt. You mean farmers? Farmer, yes, farmers. They were, they were. I didn't know at the time that there are farmers making food, making rice. Oh, you didn't know that. Okay. No, I didn't know people work. Oh, you didn't know that. No, I never worked. Okay, so you saw the farmers. Yeah, but but then my horse got tired and my horse stopped, and I saw I saw a man sitting, and he was he was sick. He was sick. I I didn't know people get sick. You didn't know people get sick? No, because my father never told me people get sick. So you were surprised to see sick people? Yes, I was very surprised. And then what happened? And then my horse started walking back home. And I saw a big procession. They were carrying uh, something tied up in a fabric. What was that in the fabric? Oh, it was corpses of a dead person. Dead person? So you you attended a funeral? Yes, but I didn't know people die. You didn't know people die? No, because my father never told me people die. Okay, so how old were you? I was 29 years old. I had a wife and a newborn son. Oh, yes, your son, your son. Your son became a Buddha. He started following you. Yes, but he never really got the point. I was teaching him and teaching him for many years. 
but he never understood. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning. And then what happened? And then I came back to the palace and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I couldn't do nothing. I just couldn't do anything because I realized people out there beyond the fence are suffering every day. They live in pain. And I wanted to help people to overcome suffering and to liberate the world from suffering. Well, maybe I wasn't thinking big world, but I wanted to liberate myself from insomnia and lack of lack of appetite. And then what did you do? Then when everybody was asleep in the palace, I left. I started walking. I left my expensive clothes in a village and they gave me orange fabric and I was naked but I put this orange fabric around me and I went to learn about meditation in Hindu tradition and the teacher was very smart and for a couple years I was listening everything he was instructing we were meditating 14 hours every day and we were begging for food and it was good and then what happened but then I realized my teacher was not as smart because I did not overcome my suffering and I saw people suffering around me and other students also suffering and angry they couldn't handle their emotions okay and then and then I went and I found a new teacher okay new teacher to do what? Meditation? Yes, meditation to overcome suffering. But the teachers, this teacher was performing many ceremonies. He was burning incense all the time and putting butter into the fire. And he was chanting Vedic chant all the time. He was counting stars. And he also slept in a king's palace, local king's palace. He didn't want to sleep in the bushes. And I wanted to sleep in the bushes. Okay, okay, and then, and then what happened? After a couple of years, I realized that I haven't learned what I came looking for. So I went into the forest, into a next teacher. My third teacher was very smart. He knew the universe and the affairs of the universe. And he knew everything about people's behavior. He taught me many things. We were sitting and talking all day. And many people came asking him questions. And he gave them advice. He was very smart. And I was listening. And I understood. He's very smart. And uh, how come you didn't stay with him? Because I realized this problem were not solved. People are still suffering. And then what did you do? Then I went on my own and I sat under the tree, a big tree in the shade of the tree. I decided I will sit here until I am enlightened, until I receive the message from the universe, how to overcome my own suffering and how to become enlightened. And then what happened? And then, strangely enough, the shadow of the tree did not move all day. The sun moved from the east to the west, but the shadow didn't move. How come? I don't know. 
maybe it was a hurricane or something. Maybe the clouds came over. I don't know because I was meditating. My eyes were closed. And then what did you do? Then I needed to go to the bathroom and I wanted to get up and I put my hand on a, on the ground and it was earthquake. And I opened my eyes and I saw a beautiful girl in front of me. And then what did you do? She was dancing in front of me. And then what did you do? Did you ask her for a date or something? No, because the ground cracked and the fire started spearing from under the ground. And I saw smoke and fire. It was Kali, Kali, the God who always, always wants you to commit sins and do bad things. And she was his daughter. Whoa, 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 dude, you're going too far. I think you're a little schizo right there. Maybe this hunger thing <coughs> made you go into another dimension. Is that possible? Yes, this is true. If you don't drink water and you don't eat for a few days, your mind is very different. This is true. Hunger will change chemistry of your body and your mind will work differently. Oh, yes, let's talk about food. You know... Nowadays in America, a lot of people are consuming huge amounts of food, basically stuffing themselves. Everybody in America, well, most of the people have three meals. And if we add up these meals, it will be like a big pile, like three buckets of meat, of food every day. And then they go to the bathroom every day and they have problems in their stomachs and they don't know how to handle it. Food became addiction in the United States. You understand? These flavors, this starches from rice, potatoes and grains and sugar, you know. Oh, I love sugar. Yes, I know you love sugar. But it's not just honey, natural sugar. We're talking about very concentrated amounts of white sugar, purified sugar. People are stuffing themselves. They they eat sugar with the spoons. No, yes. And a lot of people in America are fatter than you are. You think you're fat? I'm not fat. Well, you are fat. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. So listen, okay, forget about it. So the food, what would you recommend to Americans in, in the department of food consumption? Because essentially it's a, it's a mental, psychological temptation. People use food to suppress their emotions. Oh, yes, this is a very old dilemma. People are using all kinds of things to suppress their mind. Mind is like a monkey. Yes, I heard that one before, jumping from branch to branch. Yes, how did you know that? Well, you told me many times. Yes, so mind constantly is changing. Like the wind blows here, blows there, then it's raining, then it's storming. But you can control your thoughts. How? Well, you start very simple. You look at the something and you think nothing. Think nothing? Absolutely nothing? Yes. How do you do that? You just don't think anything. And how do you don't think anything? You don't think anything and that's it. And how long you stay like that thinking nothing? Well, to help you out with that, you can count your breathing. 
Oh, breathing, right? Like inhalation, exhalation. Yes, this is very old, thousands of years old tradition in India, but not only in India. We had people coming from all over the world. They said breathing is the root of life. Air is energy. Air has magic powers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't worry about air, oxygen, magic powers. Every creature, biological creature, needs oxygen because all the bacteria and viruses on planet Earth, for your information, survive very well in oxygen, when as oxygen is very potent poison. You understand? With oxygen, you can kill anything. You can burn iron. Iron gets rusted because of oxygen. You understand? If you apply pure oxygen on your skin, you will have a third degree burn. What are you talking about? Okay, don't worry about it. So, yes, breathing. Okay, okay. So, breathing will help. It will help to focus your mind on something simple. Okay, so breathing and counting breathing. And how long would you count your breathing? Well, your mind will sleep. And after 10 counts, 20 counts, you will start thinking about yesterday or tomorrow. Oh, food. Right, right. This is what I'm talking about. How to focus on breathing. You need to go back and start thinking about breathing again. So you're saying this is a normal process for human mind to to get lost in the mind and stop thinking about breathing. So it's okay to go back to start count. Yes, everything is okay. Every human being is different. Some people count breathing very well. Some people don't count breathing very well. It all comes with time. As they say, practice, practice, practice. Really? Is that how they used to say in your times? Yes. They always said it like that. If you wanted to be a good hunter, good warrior, good athlete, good musician, you had to, you had to, you had to, uh, practice, practice, practice. That's right. Well, in America, all the Olympic runners and all the people in sports and arts, musicians, poets, say the same thing. Practice, practice, practice. Well, the same in India. Well, it's a small world, isn't it? Uh, I think we should continue this conversation. And uh, the, so let's mark it episode one. It's almost 15 minutes. People might be tired of listening to this This. Um, so, uh, next episode, we will elaborate about universe and human relationships with immediate environment, with people around. Oh, yes, people always are difficult. <laughs>